let's talk about the last duel, which we have talked about on the programme um, before. Yes. Because its director and one of its stars appeared and we had a very nice uh, chat with Jodie yeah. and Sir Ridley. Yeah. Um, but it is now out and everyone else can watch it. Yeah, so uh, the story is a Rashomon-like telling Just of... Just explain what that means. So Rashomon is a film in which we see stories told from multiple different... Same story told from different perspectives. So in the case of this, this is Ridley Scott's epic based on the true story account of the last legally sanctioned judicial... Uh, duel in France, the, 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 the judicial duel is basically you believe that God will choose the, the righteous winner. Um, that's right. that's the theory behind it. So whoever wins, whoever wins, God had chosen them to do it. So it is it is it is literally, or believed to be literally, putting it into the hand of God. And um, so the story revolves around three characters, all of whom get to tell their version of events. So the first uh, version of events that we hear is uh, Jean de Carouge, played by Matt Damon, who uh, tell me we begin we begin with the duel. Sorry, I have to do this. We begin with the beginning of the duel, and then we sp spiral back to see this. So Jean de Carouge, Matt Damon, tells a story in which um, uh, at the Battle of Limoges he sa he saves his friend uh, Jacques Legree's life, and his friend then basically double crosses him takes his land, steals his inheritance, and then uh, feloniously and carnally takes his wife, who has then accused him of rape. Then we get Jacques' version, in which there is no claim to the land. The whole thing is Jean being peevish. And he says, and it's actually it's a very good performance by Adam Driver, who says, uh, well, you know, she offered only the customary protests because she is a lady. And he insists that his advances were not against her. Well, in his version, she is, you know, she, they are part of here. He says this, this terrible thing about we couldn't help ourselves. And then finally, you get uh, Marguerite's account, Marguerite de Carouge, who is played by Jodie Comer, which is the, the most eye-opening version. None of these are plot spoilers, incidentally. The whole plot is laid out at the beginning. And in her version of the story, it is very much a story about a land in which and a time in which women have no judicial uh, or social power. And actually both Jean and Jacques and indeed the entire surrounding world view women as property. Um, there is a central line about rape not being a crime against the woman, but against the woman's guardian, in this case, the, the husband. So the story is therefore, it's, a, it's a, it, you know, it's an interesting story and it's told in a way that is attempting to do a kind of, you know, a tripartite, you know, you look at it this way, you look at it that way, you look at it that way. I think there is little question about which, which way the, you know, the story is to be believed. And what's, what's interesting, we'll talk about this in a moment, is what the differences are or aren't. But the key thing is that in that third version, the film has three writers, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck and Nicole Holofsen. Is it Holofsen or Holofsena? Holofsen? Holofsena? It's I, one of those. I, I think Holofsena. Okay. I, I, I may be wrong. Um, and essentially what they did was they divided writing duties amongst uh, the male writers were handling the male perspectives. Nicole Holofsena was bringing what she said was a, a different voice to the female perspective. Here is a clip. You knew what would happen to me should you lose this duel. You knew and you didn't tell me. God will not punish those who tell the truth. My fate and our child's fate will be written not by God's will by which old man will tire first. How dare you speak to me this way? What if I to lose? I begged you to find another way and now I might be burned alive. I am risking my life for you. Hmm. 
You are risking my life so you can fight your enemy and save your pride. And that could render our child an orphan. Or did you not think of that? Now, the interesting thing is that in many ways, the whole movie is summed up by that clip. Uh, the fact that this is really about these men finding an excuse to have this battle between them in which um, the, the, in which Marguerite is kind of completely sidelined. And she's the person who's sort of speaking the truth of the circumstance in which women find themselves. There's also the thing about that she might be burned at the stake because, because if God decides that Jacques Legree, Adam Driver's character, is telling the truth, then she is to be, I think it's hanged first and then burned. I mean, just horrible, you know, because God has decided that what she is saying is not the truth. This is a sort of, as I said, interesting idea, you know, Rashomon meets straw dogs with added medieval mud. I think the problem is that the film is a better idea than it is a film. And I think there are a number of reasons for that. The first one is, I think it does get bogged down in the Ridley Scott world building milieu. Um, there is an awful lot of, you know, mud and blood and pestilential weather and, you know, fluttering poultry and all that sort of stuff. There's a lot of period detail going on. There is a lot of sweeping shots and vistas. And the second thing is, I think in order to tell this story sensitively, in order to tell this story without missteps, you'd really, you know, it, it requires great subtlety. And although there is great subtlety in some of the performances, I think particularly Jodie Comer, who was on the show with Ridley Scott and was, I thought, you know, spoke very, very eloquently about the film. I don't think the film is subtle enough to deal with all of the complexities of the subject matter. And the third thing is, I'm not entirely convinced that the Rashomon structure actually does exactly what the script wants it to do. In fact, there is a there is a part of the of the of that you know seeing the same story told from the three different perspectives thing that. Although the you know that there are subtle distinctions between the between certain versions, that as a dramatic device, I'm not. I mean, for it doesn't, for example, work as well as it does in Rashomon, which is a which is a rather more kind of you know, uh, I think successful movie. So, I think it's I think its heart is in the right place. I think there are moments in the script that uh, that, that do absolutely strike to the core. I think there are some good performances, particularly Jodie Comer. I think the direction feels, it feels like, you know, it's a, I mean, the whole thing builds up to one great big battle, which is very, very well staged, but it feels a bit like a rather heavy hammer with which to, you know, with which to address this particular, it, it was, I think it's a perfect example of a film in which it is less than the sum of its parts. Because as I'm talking about it and I'm saying all these things, I'm thinking, well, that is good and that is good and that is good and that is good. But then there are the other things, which are well. For the accents, I think are a problem. One of them is that they're not speaking. What they and the minstrels? You haven't mentioned the minstrels. The, music the minstrels, is... who you do imagine, oh. will start singing "Bravely Brave Sir Robin." Bravely, right forth from Cam a lot. And uh, you know, and but the, and the accent thing is weird because what they're doing is the accents. They work with a dialect coach who they wanted to make the accents slightly different, so they were just they weren't sort of contemporary accents, but they were quite. But, but there is a weird thing going on, which is that people are talking slightly strangely, but not, not quite. So it's a kind of it is a real mixed bag of voices, and those things. I think there's an you know there is an element of camp to some of it. Mm. 
Um, it's like when you say the minstrels thing. I mean, the you know the the, the, the scenes in the in the alehouses with the you know the tankards and all that sort of stuff, and that's when you have literally got the you know got the minstrels there, and it is you know. It is a little bit like, you know, ham and spam and jam a lot and we have to push the pram a lot. You are getting dangerously close to that stuff. So I I think it is less than the sum of its parts. You? Uh, I think I agree with you about Jodie Comer. I agree. I think Adam Driver is terrific, partly because he looks as though he comes from France in the 14th century. He just has a, an ancient look. He looks him. like he's in a goth. As opposed to Matt Damon, who just looks like he's from Monty Python. And the mullet from hell yes the mullet from hell but mainly i think is you say there are subtle differences in the in the in the telling of the central sexual assault and i and i and i feel it when we watch essentially the rape for a second time i'm thinking this is exactly the same there might be a subtle difference but actually i'm now watching exactly the same attack for the second time and i don't see any difference from that point on, it just felt very exploitative. And although the final duel is is brilliant, I did think the final gut-wrenching scene, literally gut-wrenching gut yes, exactly. um, at the end, they were relying on, for all their best intentions, it was femjep, it was female jeopardy, because Jodie Comer is going to have a terrifying ending, um, depending on who wins the fight. But I, So I'm interested that you said that, uh, the Rash that the Rashomon structure didn't deliver what it thought it could deliver because I, I just thought the differences in their story are not great enough to justify watching a woman being raped twice. Okay. And okay. at that point, I thought, I don't think this has worked. Well, if, if I'm to play devil's advocate, I would say that it would be impossible to come out of the film um, believing that the, that the men and the male society in which this is happening is anything other than absolutely guilty or you know guilty as charged um and i but i just yeah i i understand exactly what you're saying i think it, it... it's adam driver's version he's the guy who does the assault and jody comer who is assaulted their versions of, the, of this are not that dissimilar so therefore i'm not quite i should no it's just that the adam driver version has got the has got the thing in which he says you know that he, he he says, oh well, she put up the, the the protestations because she is a lady, which is this absolutely poisonous thing at the heart of it, which is that he feels, and in fact Ridley Scott said this in the in the interview, he feels that of course everybody, you know, everybody is completely uh, compliant to him because he is a hideous, narcissistic, mm. chauvinistic pig. But then he's in a society which is hideously chauvinistic and and the film begins with a woman, you know, being dressed in black, being put on top of a bonfire because if her husband fails to kill this bloke in this absurd spectacle, they'll burn her at the stake for being, well, it's effectively for being a witch, isn't it? And that's where the Python stuff comes back. Uh, anyway, OK, so... Uh, so it's it's... It do, I think the overall it doesn't work, but I think there are some interesting ideas in there. But I think it does. There are some interesting ideas in there, but I think it doesn't work.